Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella, so go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 127. The Zach Brown sending a message to Mike Mayock saying, okay, line up across from me, and then we'll see who shies away from contact, who the better football player is after being criticized for shying away from contact of Sode. <laughs> Zach Brown wants his respect. That, yeah, he sure as hell does. And you better give it to him, Mike Mayock. Uh, which, you know, after some, you know, emails and all the Raider stuff, it's, it's a question whether Mike Mayock ever gives anyone respect. Uh, but Adam Ellis um, is the one who gave us that one at Adam Ellis 31. That's pretty strong. That's, that's a really- pretty good, pretty good. So title right there. The Zach Brown sending a message to Mike Mayock saying, okay, line up across from me. And then we'll see who shies away from contact, who the better football player is after being criticized for shying away from contact of sods. And you know what? That's a perfect title for today's sode because today we are joined by Mike Herndon, uh, who you know from F, uh, football and other efforts pods in the past, who you know from uh, musiccitymiracles.com of the past, but now he's with a new venture, a little place called paulkoharski.com. And if you're thinking, ooh, Paul, I hate Paul. Well, you know what? Mike, you love Mike because one, he comes on this pod all the time. But two, he's that's like the perfect counterbalance to a Paul Kaharski on a website like that. I think it's I think it's a great fit and I'm excited for it. And I think I think it's gonna be great. And I'm excited for him to join us today. Mm-hmm. Paul sometimes can be impossible to love. Mike at all times is impossible to hate. We love Mike. He does great stuff. <laughs> He's going to get into some of the Titans training camp um, stuff, obviously, with Traylon Burks, Kyle Phillips, Chigakonku, all your favorite guys that you're interested about. He's going to touch on. It's a really informative conversation. I think a lot of you guys um, will, will walk away from it, you know, feeling pretty good about where the Titans are right now. That's right. We're playing all the hits today. Also, I should mention, I forgot to earlier, uh, if you want to uh, submit a so title for next week, Hit us on Twitter at Titan Up Pod. Tweet at us with something really obscure or random about the Titans. And if it's good enough, it will be next week's so title. So at Titan Up Pod with just a random so title, like the Zach Brown sending a message to Mike Mayock saying, okay, line up across from me. And then we'll see who shies away from contact who the better football player is after being criticized for shying away from contact of Sodes. Thank you to Adam Ellis again for that at Adam Ellis 31. Um but before we end, we've got a ton of other great stuff to get into. The, it's depth chart week. So, you know, Jack and I, we've got stuff to talk about. We've got game little, week. And it is game week. It kind of. Uh, Fake it's game good. Week. Right. That's what you got to say. You, you set it up by like, oh, baby, game week is here. Kind of. Uh, and uh, because preseason football against the Ravens we get this week. Um but before we get into all of that, let's first get a word from our friends at Relax the Back. Yes, we love our friends over at Relax the Back, especially CEO Glenn Word, who's made it his mission to not just enhance sleep, but enhance lives. Glenn was in a, a bad car wreck many years ago and was staring down the barrel of multiple surgeries, but he sought out preventative measures to correct his body through sleep technology and posture improvement. He got his body feeling better. Uh, he, he managed to dodge all procedures and that's what makes relax the back so special to Glenn and Glenn's team over at relax the back. They'll set out every day to help people in the Nashville area work better, live better and feel better every single day. If you're like me and you struggle with insomnia and posture issues, this is the place for you. I'm hunched over at my desk all day on the computer 
Um, uh, it's not a comfortable feeling, but Glenn's chairs over at Relax the Back, they, they keep you upright and comfortable while not compromising anything else work-related. So it, it's a great way to boost your work, boost your mood, boost your feel. You need those eight hours too. Better sleep equals a better mood. And at Relax the Back, they've got Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses to help maximize your sleep every night. The Relax the Back team will make sure you're waking up and feeling great every single day. Go check them out. They're located at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater. And if you're unable to get there in person, you can still check them out online at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville. When you go in and you see Glenn, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. And with all that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is August 10th, 2022. And I think this podcast, more than just about any podcast or really any one, is not surprised to see the number one next to NWI's name because we are the number one NWI podcast on the internet. Uh, he is he is our uncle. He has joined this podcast a couple of times now, not to brag. And now he is listed as the as it would nwr1 on the depth chart he is uh he is the first um he is lining up with the ones that excites us uh just for the sake of you know that's our one into the team and uh but i will say this shortly after the depth chart came out in his very first practice we received this tweet from Mike Herndon's co-worker, Paul Kaharski. NWI, two drops in first four plays of team. Hashtag Titans. Don't like to hear that. I, if, they, if there's ever been a wet blanket of wet blankets, it has been that tweet from Paul Kaharski. Yeah, that I, I is that. the cold shower that we did not need, Jack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I mean... That's great. It was great to see NWI at wide receiver one and not really wide receiver one, but starting at the receiver position opposite of Robert Woods. Yeah, I think um, that counts. That counts as wide receiver. Yeah, no, one. no, we'll count. I know it. it's like I know there's like a one and a two, you know, like, but to me, if you're if you're starting at wide receiver, every every wide receiver that starts, if you have a whole team, if you have eleven guys, wide receivers on the field for the first play, they're all wide receiver ones in my book. Uh, that's kind of like a socialist way of viewing wide receiver one. <laughs> but I, I I think that NWI gets the benefit of the doubt here. And he's ahead of Traylon Burks, Racy McMath, Cody Hollister, Josh Malone, and Reggie Roberson on the list. I, I think he was the biggest surprise here. But, I mean, when you look up and down, none of the rookies are um, starting at the, at, at the starting position right. of either um, group. And, and you, you look further down right tackle – the closest rookie that there is to starting would be Nicholas Petit Frere, who um, is tied with Dylan Radins. The Titans put a slash mark in between two, those two players' names, um, indicating that that competition is still open and nobody's kind of taking the reins over there, which I don't know if you feel good or bad about that. I, well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, how should we feel about that? Is that is that a uh, Petit Frere is playing above his skis, like he's playing very well and playing up? Or is Dylan Radins like not? playing great and is he playing down yeah that's the thing and dylan raiden's got an off-season award from Vrabel, but right right you would really like i would like to see dylan raiden's pull away i would like to see you know positive reports from the first 10 days of training camp that makes me believe dylan raiden's is a team starting right tackle and there's really no question about it nicholas petit frere i from what i've heard he's a really smart guy he can play, you know, all over the offensive line, right tackle and left tackle. I know they, they they'll probably have more use for him over on the right side, considering Lawan's on the left. But I, I think that you know, down the road, he may make that switch. Um, there's there was a report that, you know, Lawan went down for a couple of plays, and before they could even really look over the sideline, Petit Frere came sprinting on the field, jumped in at left tackle just to show, you know, that he can play both sides. So he's doing all of the little things, but again. 
Dylan Radins was your second round pick last year. He's got a year of experience under his belt. Um, it, it's, I think he's been a disappointment so far. I, I don't think that's unfair to say, but hopefully he wrestles that job away. So Petit Frere can, you know, kind of um, move around as needed because I think he's the more versatile of the two players. The other slash we see on the depth chart comes at left guard with Aaron Brewer and Jamarco Jones. Now, that surprises me. It feels like Aaron Brewer is the clear-cut favorite for that job. And I don't know how that makes you feel, Austin, at left guard, but it doesn't make me feel great either one of those two guys. <laughs> yeah, it's – I I don't know, man. It's it's tough. And it's like – and I also, I also try to take everything and this – on the offensive line and – and a wide receiver and everything. I like depth chart. I take it all with a grain of salt, especially the first one, yes. uh, because first of all, we got, yeah, we've got some preseason games to play. Sure. A lot of, you know, starters probably won't be playing very much in those, but it is a lot can change in the next month. A lot. And really the only reason the Titans put out depth chart is because it's league mandated. Oh, they would never, they wouldn't put out depth charts in the regular season if they didn't. Have right, it. right, right. So, it you know should it should they be mandated to put out depth chart this early? I mean, I guess it is a week uh, game week for a preseason game, but uh, but no, I in my opinion no. So does it give us something to talk about? Hell yeah, it does. And so yeah, we will take it. We will take it all day every day. But in the grand scheme of like being an actual Titans fan, I'm not. I'm reading into this as much as I did summer reading back in uh high school you know whereas like you had a list but like you just never did it yeah I, i'm with you and, and really the only thing that i like looked at the depth chart to see because i, I wasn't sure how they were going to approach this position the returners oh kyle, yeah 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 i didn't even look at that kyle phillips is the starter right now at punt returner behind okay. him is mason kinsey then reggie roberson and a lot of people, not a lot of people, but I mean, there are some Mason Kinsey stands out there who, you know, insinuated that there's a battle between Phillips and Kinsey. Well, it's not at the receiver position. It's at the punt returner position. So give up the Mason Kinsey hype machine for receiver. But I mean, he could still find a way to make his way on the roster as a punt returner. We'll see about that. Kickoff return. Dontrell Hilliard is the starter. Oh, Okay. Followed by Trenton Cannon, who played last for the 49ers. The Titans picked him up this offseason. And then Mason Kinsey is third in the running there. But again, one return, one or two good returns in the preseason can totally change everything from that standpoint. So, you know, I kind of knew how the, how the top 22, both 11 on offense and 11 on defense would shake out here. But the returner jobs are always a battle that I'm interested in watching. Yeah, but and but then it's also it's like I, I do feel like it is kind of an uphill battle for our former uncle Mason Kinsey uh, when it comes to returner because for him to get it, you know, obviously undrafted guy, he would have to just dominate on special teams and prove that he has a role on special teams, and and I don't see him like lining up a wide receiver over a Kyle Phillips who they drafted. So really he's just going to have to dominate at kick returning and on like, like kickoff and punt team and, and all whatever, whatever he's on the field in special teams. He's got right. He, he's going to have to dominate because otherwise, like if he's like moderately better than Kyle Phillips in the return game, I don't see them giving him a roster spot just because of that, you know, like it, yeah. it after just the draft, because Robinson kind of talked about how he was, how, how Phillips just looked comfortable back there. I, right. I, I just, I really think this is Phillips job to lose. The only way I see Mason Kinsey returning punts some point for the Titans this regular season is if Kyle Phillips proves to be too valuable at a, as a receiver to be thrown out there on special teams, right? If the yeah. Titans need him so badly at receiver because he's producing at such a high level, that they have to pull him off as a punt returner, which I don't see happening. I think you have Kyle Phillips out there for, for these type of situations. Then maybe Mason Kinsey steps up. But it, unless something happens to Kyle Phillips, I, I totally expect him to run away with, with these jobs. Again, we'll see. Mason Kinsey's got the experience. But Kyle Phillips, I think, has the higher ceiling. Uh, and look, and 
whether he makes the you know the opening week roster or not, um, Mason Kinsey does have a future in uh, modeling. I don't know if you've ever seen. I mean, I'm pretty sure we went over his Instagram account with him when he was on the podcast. Like he's just he, all he does is post thirst traps. Um, but the man has continued it and got a great Instagram game. And <laughs> there's something to be said there. There is something to be it, said it there. It comes down so. to a tie, and Rabel, for some reason, decides to break it over who has the better Instagram page. Mason Kinsey's going to win that job 10 times out of 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't even looked up Kyle Phillips. Uh, yeah, no, I <laughs> I agree with you 100% there. Uh, yeah, hey, but Ka- go ahead. I, I was going to say, Uncle Mason Kinsey wasn't the only uncle making news this week, and not just depth chart related. Uncle Jim made some news on Twitter.com this week. He pulled our other uncle aside, Uncle Nick yeah. Rukakine. Yeah, and, and, and did what, are we going to say he made news? Well, he recycled to, our news. He recycled some news. To me, it was like he was trying to scoop something that we had scooped two years prior. I And, and look, and, and this comes literally right before he gives us his first britches report of the week. And you know that's a sensitive subject here on this podcast definitely because you know here we we asked him for jack's birthday if we could break a britches report last year and he said maybe and then he never wasn't a strong it wasn't a strong maybe at all it wasn't a strong maybe yeah i knew that was that was on my support or too nice to tell us to you know go f ourselves right (laughs) yes yes if jim was the kind of person to tell us that he would have just said it in that moment but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you know he's he's super kind so he did not and so now and so he drops a bridges the first bridges report of the year which i mean we can get into that that's a whole other topic white the white unis with the light blue pants i hate that look especially now that they have a navy blue uh helmet i i hate it i hate it you and i we could talk jerseys all day and we actually have before in previous episodes but um but then he goes and says that, that he gets the scoop on Nick Westbrook Akine's proper pronunciation of his last name. And Nick gave that to us. That's our scoop, Jim Wyatt. And he's Jim. He's come on here twice and said the same story because we just nobody in Titans media was calling him the right name. I, I felt like it was only appropriate to maybe get that story out one more time. And of course, Jim comes out the hero. But it's okay, you know. If there's one person I'd I'd allow to to scoop us, it's probably Uncle Jim. But uh, you know, if he, th- I think that this gives us more leverage in the Bridges Report game. Uh, if I think we come at him and say, "Hey, man, you, you took you took you took our thing," I think it's only right if you, and maybe the preseason Bridges Report. I feel like he'd be more willing to give that up. We need to work on our sources, Jack. You know, what we need to do. We need to like find whoever he gets the Bridges Report from. Oh, to tweet him. out and beat him one week and like and drop it before he does because oh. if he's if he's going to try and scoop our game we should try and scoop his game we've got to do it after my birthday though and that's tricky because it's in february and i want a present from jim but if i steal the bridges report i mean he may never he he may never i mean come around me ever again i feel like that would make holidays very awkward well, yeah, that's yes, that's something you have to think about because I, I, I'm yeah, like, no, you, yeah, you I mean, I'll never lose there. Other than the fact, like, I mean, like, and like at the end of the day, like, we'll still both be Dodgers fans, so we'll still have that to connect. Yeah, I mean, us. I'll just be that. I'll be missing out on like twenty five dollar Target gift cards, so right. I can't. And our that. our bond of both being Dodgers fans is probably stronger than your bond of just being family. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Jim, let's just uh, um, right now. I know this is a podcast; it's an audio only format. But I'm doing the, I'm doing the eyes thing where I point in both my eyes and I point to the, to the camera. Like I'm, hey, I'm watching you, dude. I'm watching you. The, uh, the, the, the. What what uh, is it? Uh, you meet had- the parents. Meet the parents. Um, not Al Pacino, not Dustin Hoffman. No, gosh, why am I blanking on his name? Robert De Niro. The Robert De Niro. I'm pointing my eyes and I'm, I'm watching you, Fokker. You had my curiosity. Yeah. Now you have my attention. Um, uh, before we get to Mike Herndon, let's get. Uh, it, it is Ravens Hate Week. I mean, is it officially? I mean, yeah. No, I, I think that this is kind of the perfect way for us to warm up our Hate Week. The game uh, is Thursday night. Yeah, it's a Thursday night game against the Ravens, and you know what? 
the Titans could go up there and really cause a disturbance because the Baltimore Ravens have the longest preseason win streak in NFL history, and it's active. They've won 20 straight preseason games. Damn. The Titans could go up there, beat their ass, and you, you know what I say? I say that we dance on their logo after. We, we've got to get payback for the payback that they got. Ooh, ooh, that is a good uh, question because it's like, yeah, it's preseason, but like if the Titans do win, do they? Because the Titans are next in line to dance on logos. No, it's it's the Titans' turn now. I mean, yeah, it goes back and forth. Right, right. So I, I think that this would be a perfect time to end their win streak, which I, I'm sure that they won't admit it, but I think that they have to care about that. When you won 20 in a row in the preseason, I feel like you, you have to care a little bit. I mean, it's not like losing a regular right. season game, but it's that's like, one of those stats that doesn't matter until it matters. You know, like it's 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 gone on so long where you don't want to you don't want to break it. But this is what rivalries are for, right? Like it's a meaningless streak that nobody cares about, but just because they have it, the Titans should end it. They should end it. They should end it, and then they should and then they should grab their junk and wave it at, at uh, John Harbaugh's direction because he sucks. I, I'm all for it. Ravens hate week is here. It's It doesn't have that same playoff feel because it, I feel like we've been in even the overtime game. I think it was last year um, or maybe the year before where Derrick Henry ran it in. Um, it doesn't feel like that, but football is finally back. I'm glad that this is the first game because I, the Titans, they've been a tough two weeks in preseason if, if the starters were to play because it's Baltimore than Tampa, but um, starters probably won't play in uh, either of those games. It, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how Vrabel approaches things because McVay, his strategy in Los Angeles is to not play the starters at all in the preseason. He'd rather, you know, work off the rust in the regular season than risk a starter to get injured in the preseason. See, Which and I can debate I, whether it's worth it or not, but last yeah. year, you know, and they, Robert Woods still got hurt. Like they still had a bunch of I, injuries on that. I was going to say, I think that leads to more injuries. I think that le- without getting like some sort of reps or some sort of like game speed feel, I think that leads to more. And uh, last year and definitely the year before that, there were like a ton of injuries in September and October alone. It could be, I don't know. and it's counterintuitive. I yeah, I think so. I I tend to believe. Hey, look, I think there's you know, an this argument is, there. This is a theory that I have with no substantial evidence to support it. I just a just a gut instinct that I have that I'm going by. But I I don't know. Keep an eye out for it this year. Maybe let's let's keep an eye. Let's write that down and let's note. Are there more injuries in years where starters don't play at all during preseason? Some I feel like there's got to be some sort of like redditor that has like figured all this oh, out. Oh, there's, there's a guy on Reddit for literally every scenario. Now. Right. Um. Yeah. So okay. So yeah. I. Ravens suck. Uh. They the, their win streak will continue. To quote the Raven, never more. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get to Mike Herndon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, let's get to Mike Herndon. We're joined uh, by one of our favorites. Uh, it's I, I'm not even going to give him. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to go through the whole rigmarole this time because we have so much we have to talk about. I'm just going to go ahead and get into it. It's Mike Herndon, guys. Uh, but Mike, Jack, and I, I. Let me start by saying this: Jack and I are thrilled because we're just happy to see that you've you've kind of cleaned up yourself. You got off the streets. You're no longer uh, selling drugs live on this podcast. You are, you've made something of your life and you've joined paulkaharski.com. First and foremost, congratulations. Yeah. We're happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's been, it's been a process, you know, getting, uh, getting clean, living, living between the lines, you know, right. You know, when last time I talked, I was in a, a dark place, but, but Paul, Paul has uh, pulled me out of uh, out of the sewers, and and here I am, a, a fresh. Yeah, one. Mike, I'm yeah, curious. You, you're literally living out the life of Ruth from Ozark right now. Like we're <laughs> That's exactly right, That's Mike. Exactly. When you were talking to Paul, maybe you slid him your resume. Did you include the cartel responsibilities and duties? I did. I did. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like that's an important part of my background. Um, yeah. I, 
you can't tell the, you know, my life story without the, the CD warehouse pickups up during the middle of podcasts. I mean, that's, that is kind of who I am at the core. What's a shadier business, the cartel uh, you used to be in or Paul Kaharski's conglomerate? Oh, oh based on uh, just, you know, how crazy things have been the last 24 hours, I'd have to say PKs, you know? I, yeah, I, that's what I figured. That's what we you know, thought. Quite, quite been, uh, you know, in, in just, just the, uh, a dirtier business, you know? Yeah, <laughs> right. Filthy. I feel like it's it's only a matter of time before Jack and I are like begging you to go back to the streets. Like, look, well, Mike, probably. you need to you need to you need to fix your life and get back to selling drugs. Go back on the streets. You you guys you guys should be careful. You know, be interacting with me. You might get dragged down there with me. You never know. You never know. Now, good point. Look, look, uh, Paul. I I I would say Paul is a is a friend of the podcast. He came on here and absolutely berated the hell out of Jack and I. Um, he uh we. <laughs> I did find it a little comedically funny that uh, on like, you know, like this is like we're still like week one of you with paulkarski.com. Um, we bring you on the podcast and the microphone you have just doesn't work. Uh, so I don't know if that's if that's a, a if we need to speak to the budgeting department of paulkarski.com <laughs> or what. Um, but whatever you need, we we will go fight that fight with you. I appreciate I appreciate you being in my corner. Um, my my suspicion with the microphone issue is, uh, yeah, this was originally equipment that I got uh, to work on football other you know, another F words, you know, and when I oh that makes even more them, oh they're trying to works. silence you, yeah. And all of a sudden, I go to Paul Kaharski's site and my stuff doesn't work anymore. So I'm very suspicious. Very. Suspicious. Is there anyone still left with football and other efforts? Because I feel like everyone's just leaving that podcast. Like, it's I feel like people the, are just joining the podcast just to leave it. It is just the F words now. Uh, now <laughs> it, it is still Zach. And I think he's about to add another co-host, which will be clearly inferior to both me and Lebowski soon. So, okay. Uh, there's no yeah. doubt about that. Like you can't get better than me. I'm telling you. Okay. Hey, um, Titans depth chart that came out this week. Um, other yeah. than NWI at wide receiver one, anything stick out to you? Um, <laughs> I do. I do love some uh, NWI wide receiver one because that that always keeps people really calm and on Twitter. Yeah, should we be worried about that? <laughs> like, is that like like look? You this is the number one NWI podcast on planet Earth. Like we we're jack stacked about it, but at the same time, like at, when you actually think about it from an actual football standpoint, you're like, but but is it a good thing? <laughs> You know, it's one of those things. So, so here's how I view the wide receiver group. And, and this kind of plays into the Burks nonsense that we can get into here in a little bit. Oh, we're getting into it. That's on the list. Yes. Uh, so it is going to be some combination of Robert Woods, Nick Westbrook, Aquina, uh, Traylon Burks, and Kyle Phillips. Mm -hmm. And maybe, maybe a sprinkle of Bracey McMath in there. But those, those four guys are all going to have a role. I think what I would suspect, and I think if you look back at, uh, what was it, 2019, A.J. Brown's rookie year, and, and it's I know it's easy and it's kind of cheap to make the A.J. Brown, Traylon Burks comps at this point, but if you look at the roster, like a lot of it lines up. So you had on that 2019 team, you had Corey Davis, who was like the entrenched wide receiver one at that point, uh, and then you had uh, Tajay Sharp, you had A.J. Brown, you had Adam Humphreys, and those were kind of your top four wide receivers. Well, I see Tajay Sharp's role being kind of the Nick Westbrook Aquino role. And, and if you remember 2019, first couple, I think it was first four or five weeks of the season, Corey Davis was getting like, you know, somewhere around 80% snap shares. Uh, Tajay was getting somewhere around like 50%. And then AJ was getting about 40 something percent and, and Humphreys would get like in the 30 to 40% range. So that was kind of the mix. I think it's going to be really similar. I, I think Woods gets your Corey Davis, like your, your big snap share that he's going to be out there almost all the time. Uh, and then you're going to have Nick Westbrook and Traylon Burks kind of splitting some of the, the kind of secondary receiver roles. And, and I think the focus is going to be, look, Nick Westbrook knows the offense really well. Like that's the one thing that like always gets hammered in about him is that, hey, he's really smart and he's a good blocker. And, you know, that, those aren't exciting things uh, to be good at, but they are important things to be good at. And, and I think that's what the Titans 
are going to want to have out there because they can run the full playbook with him on the field without having to worry about, is he going to get lined up right? Is he going to run the right route? Like, you know, do we trust him with this? And they don't necessarily have to give Traylon Burks everything week one, right? Like an NFL playbook is huge. Every rookie that is coming in probably needs to be brought up to speed in their own pace. You know, kind of like you're going to learn the offense and expand as you learn more of the offense. So I think they're going to give Burks a package that'll probably feature a lot of those AJ Brown crossing routes and, and those like quick little uh, glance routes and, and things like that designed to get him the ball in space where he can do his damage and do what he does best. And he's probably going to be a threat in the red zone, but that doesn't mean he has to be out there every snap. And I don't think he's going to be until he earns that trust and, and just know, knows the offense to a, a wide enough degree to be able to, to do everything. It takes time. Like this stuff isn't easy and 10 practices isn't enough to, to learn an entire NFL playbook. Playbooks. And it takes a few puffs of the inhaler as well. Well, exactly. Oxygen, exactly. oxygen vape. We're calling it the oxygen. Oxygen vape. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. The oxygen vape. <laughs> we, we, we're trying to make it sound hip. Well, that is, that is much cooler than the inhaler. Yeah. I, I would agree. So I, I know the depth chart. It, it, it's only out because the NFL requires every team to, to put one out there before week one of the preseason. That is, um, you don't suspect NWI, you don't suspect uh, Traylon Burks to, you know, be behind NWI come week one of the regular season, do you? I mean, you mentioned he's not going to be out there all the time, and I do think he's got a, a ways to go, and NWI is kind of ahead of the game just for being in the system for a couple of years. But Traylon Burks was a first-round draft pick. Traylon Burks is a guy that got rid of A.J. Brown to select. I mean, he's got big shoes to fill. These aren't NWI's shoes to fill. So I think a lot of Titans fans, and I think I, I, I'll throw myself in there, I'd be I'd be rather disappointed if Traylon Burks wasn't out there for you know eighty percent of the snaps on offense in Week One. Oh, I think you're going to be disappointed then. No. I, <laughs> I don't yes, think that's going to disappoint happen. Jack. Because um, I again, like I just feel like they're going to bring him along kind of at his own pace, and I don't think Week One they're just going to drop him in the fire, and that, that it's just going to be go. It, it, like if they do, then great. But like I I get the sense that it's going to be like a package, like a Traylon Burks package. And I would bet for the first snap when they're inevitably going to give the ball to Derrick Henry, uh, it's probably going to be Robert Woods and Nick Westbrook Aquina as the wide receivers <laughs> and 12 personnel set. Like that's, that's my guess. First play, I'm going to go ahead and call it now some sort of 12 personnel look and they're going to run the ball with Derrick Henry. So, um, and I'm going to go ahead and say they'll run left behind uh, their, their boy Taylor Lewan. So yeah, I, I think it's, uh, I think, I think you're probably going to be disappointed. I'm sorry. Let's so in your predictions, Todd uh, Downing doesn't get any less predictable, right? No, no, no. Well, I, I say that. I, I think uh, I, I do think Tim Kelly could have a positive effect on on the general assembly of the offense and what it looks like. But I, okay. I, they're still going to be who they are. They're still going to Tim's, Tim's going to be like, "How about we run right?" Yeah. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> innovative new ideas. Uh, Mike, uh, I asked you earlier about, uh, you know, shady business models, uh, and now you work for paulkaharski.com, uh, which I, I would say is the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to throwing shade. Um, uh, so I got to ask like first week on the job and you're already basically destroying the career of Traylon Burks, uh, throwing out false narratives, just absolutely <laughs> ripping him to new to the point where other outlets are then taking your tweets from uh, from practice and saying like, yeah, this is uh, Traylon Burks is a complete dumpster fire before the first week of the season. Um, do I congratulate you on that? Like, Because that's like, I think that is that, that's that's what the job entails or because I, I thought, look, I, Jack and I thought, oh, Mike Herndon, paulkarski.com is great. He's going to he's going to be the yin to his yang. He's going to zig when when Kaharski zags. But now here you are. You're just completely destroying Traylon Burks's career. <laughs> I'm zagging, baby. <laughs> no, he. Uh, yeah. The funny thing about that. So. It, like, well, it's kind of cool to get Roto World blobbed, uh, like blurbed. Uh, blobbed. Yeah. Um, I read, like, I saw that, like, there was something that was, like, going around about Traylon Burks. I clicked on it, and then I see my name at the bottom. And I'm like, hang on, I didn't say any of this crap. So I click the link, 
And it takes me back to my original tweet, which was literally two like plays from practice. That <laughs> was that Malik Willis threw this sideline pass to Traylon Burks, who made a spectacular catch, nearly was able to stay in bounds, but the cornerback did a pretty good job of like pushing him out enough to where his second foot did not land in bounds. But like contested catch, unbelievable body control, came down with the ball. Like it was just pure luck that he didn't land with the second foot in. So I mentioned that. And then I mentioned another play uh, where I think it was uh, during the two minute, it was during a two minute period. It was a hurry up period. And Logan Woodside was kind of making the calls at the line of scrimmage. Well, he sends Traylon Burks in motion and Burks stops tight to the line of scrimmage and Woodside like says, Hey, you gotta, you gotta split away from the, the, the formation here. So he moves them out. Like he, he tells them to move out. And Burks does, and they run the play. Was not a huge deal, but I mentioned that, you know, hey, this is one of those things. And this is kind of to like, the reason I mentioned it was was more or less to help manage the expectations of the fan base. Like, this is where this guy is. Right, right. It, you're a journalist. Do you have to report what you see? Right. I mean, it, th- those are two things that factually happened right in front of me. Um, and so it's, I, the only reason I mentioned it is that, look, these are rookie growing pains. Every rookie has them. It's, it's, it's not a huge deal. It's normal, but it's to say like, Hey, if you think like if, if Nick Westbrook Akina getting uh, reps over Traylon Burks bothers you, this is probably part of the reason why. Right. Right. You know, it's not that Traylon Burks isn't a good player. It's that Traylon Burks doesn't know the playbook and doesn't know like all the nuances of an NFL playbook, the way that Nick Westbrook does at this point. So really the whole intention of the tweet was to, to give some context to what I saw out there and they totally took it. And then they said, he's only playing with the twos and threes. He's messing up routes constantly. And, and like, and I'm like, not at all what I said. Um, And not at all my intention of what I was saying. I I think Burks has mostly, mostly been good at camp. Um, based on everything, everybody that I talked to out there, every everything that I saw, I I thought Burks was had a pretty decent practice. He wasn't spectacular, but he made a couple of really nice plays, as you'd expect, you know, a, a highly drafted rookie to be um, to be making. But yeah, it, it's totally been blown out of proportion, and it's like it's my first real experience with like just the media machine taking a nugget and turning it into like a gold mine for uh, content basically. And it's, it's insane to watch it happen to something that you posted with none of the actual truth. <laughs> yeah. Being uh, this, the source of these takes, you know, you're a made man right. now, Mike, that's going to happen. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta watch yourself out there. And it's dangerous in these streets. <laughs> you should, uh, you should tweet something out like, uh, man, tighten up podcast, probably the best podcast I've ever been yeah, on. And then see, yeah. See if Roto world runs with that, you know, uh, they could, you, they yeah. might. Yeah. yeah uh, in, or, in, or else they only want to run with your inflammatory tweets, you know, or, that's, or maybe I just attach that to another negative Traylon Burks, uh, tweet. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes. Yes. I just say, yeah, man, Trace gasping for air on the sidelines uh, may not be able to finish practice. And then I put uh, right under it, tighten up pod is the best. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, that way they have to link to that tweet. And you've got that. Get- yeah, we have to go viral okay. with right. it. Yes. Okay. I love that. Um, like, it, like if we're going to keep up with the with the Traylon Burks, AJ Brown comps, like. I know, I know AJ, AJ Brown in that in that uh his first game of his career against the Browns, like he went off uh against the Browns, but then again, everyone went off in that game against the Browns because they absolutely That's destroyed true. him. Uh, but it really took till you know, kind of like week four against the Falcons for him to kind of really come into and like it, it was kind of like a like a almost like a Derrick Henry type season, like a slow rolling train that had to pick up steam before it picked up and you realized you had a star in that. Should we not be expecting that same thing with Traylon Burks? Like, I feel like everyone's expecting because of the AJ Brown comps, people are expecting him to hit the ground running, but AJ, I don't know. I I feel like AJ took a little bit of time to find his sea legs. Yeah, I mean, AJ didn't get more than five targets in a game until week seven. Uh, Right, right season so it, it took a while um it, in the head games i mean look out of his first six weeks here i've got a stat log up in front of me uh he had the three for 100 game against the the browns in week one and then he went uh three for 25 one for four uh, yeah 
three for 94, which was that big Falcons breakout. But then he went two for 27, two for 23 the next two weeks. And then after that, it started to kind of pick up. He went six for 64, two for 11. And then, you know, it was more, he got hot at the end of the season. And look, that was also as his snap counts expanded. And, and the reason everyone knew in training camp that AJ Brown was more talented than Tajay Sharp. Like it didn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out, but like, knowing the offense, being able to, to execute the plays that are called and not limiting Todd Downing, uh, you know, as a play caller, even further than what he limits himself. <laughs> yeah, um, right. That by not him, not being able to call certain things because he knows that he doesn't know that Traylon Burks is going to be going to know what to do. That's, that's part of this. And it's not a, a knock on Traylon Burks. Like AJ Brown had a great rookie season, but it took him some time. So, and, and I mean, look, if, if Burks finishes with 1,051 yards and eight touchdowns, everyone's going to be super happy about that and, and fired up. And that's what AJ ended up with. So I, I do think like that's the track he's going to be on. It's going to take a little bit of time. I could see him being on the field for like 42% of the snaps in week one and everybody freaking out. Um, and, and then by the end of the season, we're all like, Oh, Traylon Burks is the best. He's just out here mossing fools. Like it, it, it's, I could certainly see that playing out. I think that's more realistic than it is that he comes out and he catches 10 passes for 130 yards in week one. That makes me feel a lot better, Mike. I, I'm, I'm glad you brought up AJ's game log um, from his rookie year because I, I, I do think a lot of panic would set in with the fan base if Burks wasn't out there. Burks wasn't doing a whole lot for the first you know, quarter, half of the season, whatever it may be. But there's another rookie wide receiver that a lot of people are interested in. Austin and I have a big decision coming up. We've got to figure out who's going to be this year's hype machine player. Yes, yes, we, Mike, we need you to weigh in. We had Khalif right. Raymond uh, a mm -hmm. couple years ago. Last year, that, Mason Kinsey. We right. need to see the first preseason game before we make our decision. But oh, yeah. Kyle Phillips seems to be the guy, and it almost seems unfair to pick him just because of all of the steam he's kind of garnered throughout not only minicamp but also training camp. We'll see how he looks on the field. But uh, I made a bet with Austin Stanley, and the bet is – Kyle Phillips, 50 catches for 500 yards. I, I said he could do it. Austin said he can't. The, the loser of the bet has to wash the other person's car inside and out. Ooh. So, first. High stakes. Yeah. Do you who do you think has the edge in that bet? And second, should Kyle Phillips be the hype machine guy this year? I think Austin has the edge. Uh, oh, man, I don't like that. It, yeah. Uh, his, his, and here's the reason. I really like uh, Kyle Phillips. I think he's super talented. But again, like, I think he's going to have a specific role early. And I think it's likely going to be like he plays a lot on third downs. And he's probably going to be like very valuable to the team. Like, I think he's going to convert multiple third downs per game. I think he's going to be a pretty regular target in that situation. But I don't know that he's going to produce a ton of yards um, with that. Like, and maybe maybe he could get more if they start using him in the screen game and stuff like that. Like he did some of that at UCLA and he's a pretty good runner after the catch. So I do think Traylon Burks is a better runner after the catch. I think Chick Aquanko is a better runner after the catch. So I think there's going to be some competition for some of those like screen and go kind of uh, yardage uh, that he he's going to probably need to get to 500. But yeah, I, I think my comp for, for Kyle Phillips and like this might not be super exciting to Titans fans just because of how his career here ended up going, but like Adam Humphreys is the guy that like he almost exactly reminds me of watching them practice. Like incredibly precise route runner, incredibly quick feet. Like you see them like with these like quick fire feet drills and like this guy's feet are like a metronome. Like it, it like it's like his feet are moving twice as fast as anyone else's. And, and Adam Humphreys, when I watched him do the same drills, was the same way. Um, they're very similar size guys. Like, you know, it, it's an easy comp to make, um, but I think it's an accurate one. And, and I think he's probably going to have a lot of that Adam Humphreys role, which was like a lot of converting on third downs and, and doing stuff like that. So getting concussed like every yeah. four games. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's, that's the thing. Like if he's, healthy Adam Humphreys, then he's a super valuable player. Um, if he's like banged up Adam Humphreys, less so. But <laughs> so, so my follow will be, you know, you mentioned Traylon Burke's probably not going to see a ton of snaps early on. What do you expect to see from Kyle Phillips and Chig early on, just snap count wise? How, how often will they be on the field? If you had to guess now, again, 
we're we're in week zero of the preseason, right? So uh, there's a long way to go. But just just where we are now, how much time do you think those guys will get on the field early? Yeah, I could see Kyle Phillips being like, and probably both of them being in somewhere like the thirty to forty percent range, like a little. I think they'll play less than Burks uh, initially. Um, but again, like I, and it's so easy to make these comparisons because they're like so similar type players. But he's like Chig to Janu, like Janu's rookie season. They did a lot with him, like in these two tight end packages with Delaney Walker being the number one, which would now be kind of Austin Hooper's role. Uh, but then Jonu would come in and they'd use him on these like tight end screens and things like that. So like I could see them using Chig a similar way. Although I do actually think Chig has surprised me in that I think he's a better like downfield route runner than I thought he was coming out of Maryland. Um, and I think he's a better downfield route runner than Jonu was coming out of college. I think he's a better player than Jonathan was coming out of wow. uh, IU. So wow. um, I think I think you could see him develop a pretty distinct and uh, important role in the offense pretty quickly. I, I think the best case scenario is you see him take all take Jeff Swaim and make him like irrelevant um, as, as soon as possible. Okay, so you have to put a name on the hype machine. Uh, you know, it it uh, as Jack said in the first year, the inaugural hype machine was named the Khalif Raymond hype machine. So naturally, like it's a player that is creating buzz and creating hype that you don't expect to, because otherwise it would just be the Derrick Henry hype machine. You know, like it's right. it's got to be someone who is unexpected to make hype. Last year, people were buzzing about Mason Kinsey in camp. <laughs> And so it became the Mason Kinsey uh, hype machine. This year, we gave some nominees in the last episode, but I'd like to hear you weigh in on this. Who do you okay. think, based off of the early entrance, and now keep in mind, games, preseason games will play a lot into the naming of this. But going into the first preseason game, who do you feel like has the early edge for getting the hype machine named after them? So... I think you might be on the right track with Kyle Phillips there just because the slot slot receivers tend to see a lot more action in these preseason games because they're closer to the ball. Like a lot of times these quarterbacks are just trying to make like the easy, like completions, move the ball. Like they're, they're not necessarily trying to go downfield all the time, um, trying to run the offense. So, and Kinsey had a lot of that last year, right? Like we saw him get a lot of targets in the preseason. I think you'll see Kyle Phillips get a lot of targets, but the guy that I think I'd actually place my money behind here, give me Racy McMath. I think we're going to oh, see okay. All Racy right. McMath score a touchdown on like some crazy bomb that just features how freaking fast he is. And everybody's going to lose their mind and start calling him like Terrell Owens or something. <laughs> like I, I can see it now. Like just wait till Racy catches a bomb and it's, it's going to be all. Terrell oh. McOwens. I like that. I, that's a, <laughs> that's my name. That was actually my pick. That was my first draft. Okay. Pick when it came right. to, uh, so I like the Racy McMath pick. Uh, and it's just like, if we're just talking strictly names, arguably one of the best names that has ever come through the Titans organization. hundred yeah. percent. Especially for a wide receiver, Racy McMath. Okay. Who's yeah. fast downfield threat burner type guy. I mean, that's, that's the best name you could. Pop. Yeah. Harder to figure out yeah. than algebra. Oh Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the headlines write themselves. Right. And it, it is fantastic. Right. You as a writer, I feel like you should be just chomping at the bit, hoping he not only just makes the roster, but just dominates when he does. Uh, yeah, I just want to pun. I want to pun all season off of Racy McMath is, is really what I want to do. I, I just want to turn my weekly uh, PK column into just, just a, a list of puns. <laughs> I, look, if he's looking for a pun guy, where do I apply? I would uh, look, I will, I will gladly, <laughs> if that's what he needs more, if you need more puns at paulkarski.com, you just you tell Paul <laughs> to give me a call. Uh, Mike, dude, we want to thank you. Uh, we appreciate you and always, always coming on to this podcast because you're a ton of fun and we enjoy having you when you do. And look, I, Jack, I don't know if you agree with me on, on this or not, but I feel like he gives like better analysis when he's not busy selling drugs. I know. It's like he went from better call Saul to better call Paul. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. yes. Wow. And I thought Austin was the one that was good. <laughs> look, he, look, the grasshopper has become the master. <laughs> hey, who's, whose Titans career do you want me to bury next week? 
Oh, nobody's Ooh. particularly. Um, <laughs> yeah, can, yeah, yeah. Can you do other Jeff, teams? You, Jeff Swaim. I kind of, I'm kind of just annoyed by Jeff Swaim for now. I don't know why. No, 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 Michael, no. Michael Pittman. I mean, no. Jack hates yeah. Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Shaquille Jack Leonard hates, would be Jack nice. Hates, Jack hates Ryan Tannehill. So if you could bury him somehow, oh, no. Jack actually absolutely despises Ryan Not Tannehill. True. Yeah. Well, what, what if? What if the beat or like? What if the uh, the Roto World Blob? actually got my uh my take wrong and Traylon Burks was with the ones and Malik Willis was with the ones instead of Traylon Burks being with the threes. What about that's that? a spin zone? I love oh what about gosh. that? Yes. Yeah now I you, like you guys this. can tweet that out as like the headline for the pod and it'll get picked up by Roto <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Really and just make sure with the ones, yeah. <laughs> Any slanderous tweets just always put at Titan Up Pod is the yeah. best podcast on the on the internet. <laughs> And 100%. like just that, like almost like it's like your signature on every tweet. That's it's like my uh, it's like a branded sponsor, except it's just just for slander tweets. <laughs> yes, yes, that's perfect. Yes. That's perfect. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. Jack, before we get to remember the Titan, um, Adam Rank. I saw where Adam Rank is like wanting Chris Johnson in next year's Hall of Fame class. Um, hey Adam Rank, why are you so obsessed with us, dude? Like, this dude is trying hard to get back in the good graces of Titans fans after like predicting them to go three and thirteen a couple of years ago. Now all of a sudden he's like, like he, he like he's he's a putting on a T rack costume on a national TV hit away from just trying to win us back completely. Yeah, like. That bridge was burned to the ground. I, oh, I yeah. mean, after the AFC Championship game appearance, like my, Adam Rankin was deemed the biggest clown. Although Jeff Schwartz gave him a run for a little while. Jeff Schwartz, you mean? Jeff, Jeff Schwartz. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the rabbit doesn't go back in the hat. You know? No, no, it does not. That's what they say. And uh, look, people don't forget Adam Rank. Okay, people don't forget. Let that be a word. Never, or, never forget. A word of warning. Yeah, don't look. You could, you could say you want to put Steve McNair in the Hall of Fame, okay? And we're still like, we're on to you, Rank. All right, don't mess with us. Hey, let's get to remember the Titan. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first, Jack? Let me go first because the last time we did this, I went second, and yours was incredible. And then it was just kind of a lackluster finish. So okay, mine, 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 mine does kind of suck this week, but go on. Okay, okay. mine isn't great either, but we're just going to have to do it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so We're really yeah. selling this segment, aren't we? <laughs> well, I mean, we're out of guys. but We are. I guess we, I guess we still have a couple left, at least. So I'm remembering this week a player who played for the Titans in 2018 and 2018 alone. He suited up in two-tone blue for 15 games and made 14 tackles. He goes by the name of Benny Cordell Logan. No, not Cordell and Cordell, not the lawyer commercials that you always hear on the radio. <laughs> Benny Logan out of LSU, who was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles in the third round of the 2013 NFL draft. Benny Logan, you know, I, I feel like I remember him more from what he did in college than what he did in the uh, in the NFL. He was playing for Les Miles as Tigers. Um, was a nose tackle in the NFL and, and with the Titans there. So, you know, after finishing his time in – Philadelphia he left in 2016 after playing out his rookie contract he signed with the Chiefs um, in 2017 eight one year eight million dollar deal for the Chiefs and that's where he kind of popped off and he had 52 tackles in that one season one and a half sacks so the Titans say you know what okay this guy's been around a little while he's he, he sustained some productivity let's give him a shot so they brought him in on a one-year four million dollar deal in 2018 he ended up playing in those 15 games, like I mentioned, 14 tackles, which is a pretty good deal. $4 million for 14 tackles. You slice that up, and that's just, what, a little less than $3 million, or what is it, three tackles for a $1 million? So, I mean, the guy came out on top, and he that was his last year playing professional football. Um, so Benny Logan retired after that season or just is, is a lingering free agent who the game is retiring by not bringing him back. But Benny Logan's who I'm remembering this week, an LSU Tiger, that big old chubby dude in the middle of the defensive line down there in Baton Rouge. Well done. Well, well done. Also, I should report, which this is like from 
one of our early segments. Uh, I can't find an Instagram account for Kyle Phillips. I don't think he has one. He's so, off the grid. Sure. Yeah. He, so he went to UCLA. He's got to be. I, that's what I was thinking. You know, it's like, dude, you you literally played college ball in the city of Angels. Like, you have to have it somehow. But no, he's a uh, MIA. At least from what I can find. Um, which means Mason Kinsey leads the way in that book. Oh, he's on here. He's on here. He is on here. What's his name? Phil, remember, Phillips only has one L. Oh, well, this is awkward. He's on there and his, uh, his, you know, how you can kind of make your page like blogger, writer. Yeah. What is it? Or, gamer? His is gamer. I like oh, that. Okay. I he, like that. Wait, you like that? Yeah, he's a gamer. He goes out on Sundays and he balls. Oh, I was thinking video game. I was thinking, I was thinking the Kyler Murray version of gamer. <laughs> Probably. I, I was thinking like the Titans should have put like a clause in his contract or, to watch film. I mean, he went to uh, college in the Fortnite era, dude. How could you not be a gamer? You know what? I, I'm still going to give the edge to Mason Kinsey in this Instagram battle. Yeah, he no, Phillips needs work. He needs more thirst traps. Yeah, this is just too much, too football heavy. And it's too like, there's a lot of graphics. Um, yeah, I know I could. I need I need more Mason Kinsey content on my Instagram feed. Uh, just at Kyle Phillips with one L. I like that. The fewer L's in your name, the better. Give me more W's. Um, all right. My remember the Titan this week is. Hey, guy, what? <laughs> I just I don't know. After doing so many podcasts with you, the things that I hear sometimes that aren't as funny to, to listeners are just even funnier to me. <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I, the number of things that I say each week where like, if I listened back, I'd be like, wait, what? I said that. <laughs> I honestly, I think whenever you and I just start recording, I just start talking and I just don't rem like, I don't realize I say some of the stuff that I say. It's the little things when you've been with somebody for so long, you just, you, you learn to enjoy the little things. Right. Right. We, and yeah, goodness. Ain't that the truth? Um, I remember the Titan this week is a is a guy by the name of oh wait damn it I accidentally closed out of his page because I went to Kyle Phillips Instagram page Curtis Kazim Riley Jr. A.K.A. Curtis Riley uh, is strong safety who is currently a free agent but he plays college football at Fresno State. Previous played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Oakland Raiders, the New York Giants, the Arizona Cardinals, the Minnesota Vikings, and your Tennessee Titans. He was drafted, or uh, was he drafted? No, he went undrafted in the 2015 NFL draft, and the Titans signed him to a three-year, $1.58 million contract, included a signing bonus of $12,000. I don't know three why. Year, 1.58? Yeah, yeah. How about that? About five hundred thousand dollars a year. Man, that's it's like, I know it's a lot of money for normal people, but like, it feels like you're violating labor laws in the NFL paying a guy three years for one point five. I know. God love him. Only five hundred thousand dollars a year. Could you imagine? Although he like, probably didn't get much labor, anyways. He probably has to drive a Honda into work. You know. Yeah, parking next to the safeties too. You know the yeah. you know the secondary guys always have the coolest cars. Right, right, like the roses and the Maseratis, and like, and then he's just like in his like Corolla. <laughs> um, that's so he uh, so in 2015, throughout training camp, he competed for a roster spot as a backup cornerback and special teams player against get this name, this, this right here. This is a list of remember the Titans right here, okay, Khalid Wooten. Marqueston Huff. Oh, yeah. Nice last, nice last name. Cody Riggs, Jamia Thomas, and Richard Anderson. Huh? Any of those names ring a bell? Only Marqueston Huff, to be honest. I was going to say, yeah, the other guys, I'm pretty sure. Khalid Wooten maybe have had a cup of tea with the Titans, but and maybe Cody Riggs, but the rest, I think, were... Uh, I don't think they made it out of camp, uh, but the uh, injured his ankle and the Titans waived him uh, and he was reverted uh, to injured reserve after clearing waivers. So then, and that was the year they fired Ken was in hunt. So he, he got a, a small taste of the um, uh, Mike Malarkey led Titans and then was on the team for uh, 2016. 
He entered training camp as a backup cornerback, competed for a roster spot against B.W. Webb, Valentino Blake, oh, Kalan Reed, Bennett Okacha, Cody Riggs again, and Josh Aubrey. Mm, Any of those ring a bell? Yeah, it's a bad group. Yeah, I don't think I imagine. B.W. Webb it, and um, Valentino Blake were not good cornerbacks. <laughs> I don't think anyone was a good cornerback for the Titans in 2016. Um, I don't think anyone was a good player in 2016 other than Derrick Henry. Um, but he just didn't get his reps because he had to split the carries with DeMarco Murray. Uh, and then in 2017, uh, he finished the season with 12 combined tackles, eight solo, two pass deflections, and one interception in four games and zero starts. <laughs> That's just whoever did his Wikipedia page. That's just mean. We did not have to throw in how many games he did not start in that game. And that, you know, like it was like going through like his his season stats in his final season with the Titans. And then they just had to throw in and zero starts. That's <laughs> that's just brutal. In my opinion, whoever edited his Wikipedia page, he Curtis must have did them wrong or something because they were getting their revenge. Yeah. He then went on to with the Giants and then bounced around Raiders, Steelers, Cardinals, Vikings, Bucks, uh, but never really uh, lasted. And he's currently a free agent. So Titans, if you need some secondary help, you can bring back old friend Curtis. Um, there's not a chance Curtis is. There's no BW Webs on this year's roster for no, him to compete against. No Valentino Blakes. Yeah, this, this, is, not the, <laughs> yeah. this is not the team for for Curtis Riley to to try. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Cody Riggs isn't walking through that door, Curtis. <laughs> um, and if he was, he would probably be walking right back out of it with his playbook in hand. Um, all right, let's uh let's bounce out of here, Jack. Um. Do you have anything for uh, the road? Um, just really appreciate all of our listeners. Um, football season's finally here. We're gonna get uh-huh. going. We're gonna have great interviews this year. We're gonna we're gonna be doing a lot for you guys. So um, we really appreciate all y'all's support, all y'all's contributions on naming the sods. We love you. It's Ravens Hate Week, and the Titans are finally taking the field. I'm so excited, and I hope everyone else is too. Hell yeah. And if you want to continue that content throughout the week, uh, follow us on Instagram at Tighten Up Podcast or on Insta- or, or on Twitter at Tighten Up Pod. Um, follow us there. Uh, we're trying to get to a thousand followers by draft night. And it's look, draft night's quickly approaching. So we have to uh we have to get there. We appreciate all your help. We love you guys so much. Um, uh, give Jack a follow on Twitter at Jack A Gentry. You can follow myself on Twitter at Austin Huff. And of course, A to Z sports on all things social. And you better like follow them now just so you can get on the ground floor. Because you can be like, yeah, I knew A to Z sports when, because I don't, every time you blink opening new markets, uh, it, it's going to be like, like wherever your hometown is, like there's going to be an A to Z Brentwood pretty soon. <laughs> there's going to be an A to Z Sioux Falls, Iowa. I don't even know if that's a real place. Uh, an A to Z sports, Juneau, Alaska. Like that's, it's only a matter of time. Get in on the ground floor with these guys. And uh, yeah, so follow A to Z sports. And uh, Jack, it's game week. It's game week. Let's get ready. Let's, you and I, we, this is our training camp. This is our preseason games as well. We need to get the reps in of watching football again, making sure we, you know, taking some good game notes. And then coming prepared for this podcast like we do every week during the regular season. I agree. And you know what? We gotta we gotta work on our social media game this week as well. We gotta make sure the tweets are hitting. We don't mm-hmm. want to have any misses out there during the game. So I mean, this is this is us knocking the rust off. We're getting back That's out right. there. We're coming to win. We're, we're we're coming to win a lot of games this year. 17 oh, yeah. exact. And then whatever 17. In the playoffs. So, that was our prediction. It's gonna uh, be a fun ride. I'm excited all right. to get started. Jim White, we're coming for that ass. Okay. Uh, watch just no. Yeah. Watch yourself. Watch yourself on these mead streets of the Titans media. Uh, if you want to call us media, we like to call ourselves media, but no one else we're does. Media. We're media. Yeah. We're, we're actually fanboy podcasters. That's what we are. Uh, RK, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, until next week, tighten up. up.
They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the Tennessee Titans. 